Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Stop telling me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode number. 110 for November the 2nd, and my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. And we'll be talking about our top 100, as we tend to do. This is part eight. We're going to do our numbers 30, 29, 28, 27, and would you believe... 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, and 21. <laughs> Those uh, are big promises. Uh, but, but I think we'll be able to deliver. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure we can do it if we believe in ourselves. So these numbers, we're getting up there. This is the yeah. third last, third final Top 100 uh, episode, not counting if we do a bonus episode to, <laughs> to unpack it all after we've uh, revealed our favorites to the world, for better or for worse. Um, yeah. Have you been watching a lot of these? No. I've yeah. been so busy, and I was sick this week, so I was... Going to bed by like eight, not eight, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and uh, yeah. So I haven't watched. I don't know if I've even watched a movie this week. I I want to watch uh, Mr. Toad and Ichabod. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on Disney yeah. Plus, uh, but I watched that last year and it was. Boring. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I might like it. <laughs> you might. It. You have to be in the right mood, I guess. But I. I feel like I had seen it a long time ago, and I kind yeah. of remembered at least the Ichabod part. Mister Toad's the whole beginning, and it's like its own thing, and it is like amusing. But both of them have some pretty like slow parts. And yeah. for being such short stories, it's like how are how is this possible? They're just stretching it out, I guess. But I've like I'm not a big horror guy, but I've always liked the idea of the headless horseman. I think it's a cool character. Well, not to spoil it, but he's in it for like a whole thirty seconds at the end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I was looking at that because I considered watching it uh, probably this week too. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I did watch this and I didn't really <laughs> like it. I'll give it some more time before I go in again. But there's a character in it. Like we've talked about doing um, a Disney princess pageant. Right, right. <laughs> to rate uh, 
and evaluate these Disney princesses. There's no princess in this, but I mean, Jessica Rabbit gets a lot of attention, but there is a woman in this. The way she is drawn is like the epitome of like uh, Male. man's ideal woman kind of thing. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but uh, also, I mean, not that the. I guess it's pretty wholesome because it's like Puritan times or whatever it is. But uh, anyways, that was the like the one thing I remembered from it. And I'm like, am I crazy or was it like out of control? <laughs> Just <laughs> this bombshell in the, this story. Um, but I did not watch it. Right. Yeah. So no. How about you? Have you been catching up on any of these? Um. I think I've mm, there's one I watched recently and then there's one I watched at the end of September and we're only getting to it now. So I think oh. I mentioned this one skyrocketed. So Oh boy. I'm ter- there's a few that I'm terrified for, for your list sake. Um this might okay. be one of my favorite weeks. <laughs> Which is stupid because these are all my favorite the last top one hundred. Right. Yeah, it should be. But no, it makes I understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, next week's got some uh, doozies as well, but I think this one. Uh, this is the last time to get out the trash. A little bit, a little. <laughs> one might have slipped through. <laughs> Not that I think it's trash, but I know others. Uh, that's next week, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very happy with my list, and uh, and yeah, every week it gets better and better. So I'm more and more excited to talk about these. So, uh, but yeah, I think I've only watched one in the past week or two. I forget. Um, yeah, it was the 14th I watched one of them. So, uh, I've been watching other things. Well, um, actually, that reminds me, I actually meant to watch something maybe this week or last week. I think it was this week, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find my Prairie Home Companion DVD. <laughs> like... The only possible one would maybe my sister borrowed it. But it's just like, where is it? And it's not even on iTunes. So it's yeah. like, I guess I'm just going to have to buy a case of them and just <laughs> store them. I feel like that's one I, every now and then, will see when I'm DVD hunting. I bought it with you. Yeah. Uh,. I also own it. Um, I did do some hunting this week. I didn't find anything. Although, someone on Facebook Marketplace posted a bunch of DVDs. I wrote out a list and inquired about it, and I still haven't heard anything back from them, and I'm kind of upset because there's some things in there that uh, both Brenda and I have been looking for for a while, and this person... Let me just make sure I haven't missed anything before I spout off about them. 
Facebook also just really sucks sometimes. Uh, yeah, there's no blue check marks showing that she has seen this. Okay. Here's my list from this person. Amistad, Escape from L.A., Dolphin Tale, Simon Birch, Johnny Dangerously, Forever Young, The Man Without a Face, Knights in Rodanthe, For Love of the Game, Far and Away, Raising Arizona, The Elephant Man, Sabrina, the Harrison Ford one, Practical Magic, and Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. All these... Quite a salad you've made there. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping to get them a buck each because there's so many of them and kind of becomes worth their while. But not a peep out of them. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's upsetting. But I have plenty of things to watch. But, yeah, there's a, a few of those, um, specifically ones that Brenda was interested in. But, um, yeah, I uh, watched a few movies that I have purchased and not watched since purchasing them. For Halloween, I watched American Werewolf in London. Yeah, I saw that. The first time. (laughs) I've been told that that's the best werewolf movie ever. Could be. Um, Yeah, and I don't know if it's just there's not that many great werewolf movies. Right. And because, like, I watched a ton of the bonus features uh, because it's, like, this anniversary Blu-ray. And uh, it's funny because you hear... Like, from different times, there's, like, the same interview with someone, like, John Landis talking to someone when the movie was made, and then, like, 10 years later, and then, like, another time for the Blu-ray, and it's, like, you hear the same story or pieces of it multiple times, but, uh, yeah, they showed a lot of clips from The Wolfman, the original one, and it's, like, yeah, that's one of those universal monster movies I don't think really will hold up. Uh, I bought it. Did you buy the set? I did buy the set. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't buy it individually. I bought the set, and it was stupid, stupid sunrise. Like they don't put their stupid things on display. I was buying something else, and then I saw the steel books there behind the counter, and then I just casually asked, "Well." Do you have the Universal Monsters? And then they said, yes. And, and then it's like, and it was only $70, which is a little expensive. But then it was like on Amazon and like everywhere else, it's like a hundred bucks. So then it's like, yeah, yeah like I got it. I'll just probably do that it. at Walmart too. I think I saw it there. So okay, that's 4K? Yeah. And then that I, I think it's worth it because like how many movies is it? It's only four. Oh, I thought it was six. Yeah. But th- th- I saw, that's the thing. I did watch, I did actually watch a bunch of these, but it was last week. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. 
I haven't watched The Wolfman yet. I had seen Frankenstein in the past. I will rewatch that. But most of these also, I think all of them have commentary, so I'll definitely <laughs> get my money's worth and do the extra features and stuff. Yeah. That's a weird set because you would think it would have Frankenstein. Oh, it, not- it, it, uh, what? Yeah, no, it does have Frankenstein. Sorry. So I watched it's five. Uh, no, it's only four, but I watched on Criterion Bride of Frankenstein Uh-oh, okay. and Creature from the Black Lagoon separately. And then, uh, yeah, so what, the on, on the, the set money? is Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Wolfman. Yeah, it's weird the sets because I've talked about I have one that's. Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. So it doesn't have Wolfman or the Invisible Man. But then I bought that Invisible Man set. I should finish that off. I think I only had maybe one or two left from last year. Right. And I think that one of them is like Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible yeah. Man. <laughs> so that, I watched that with Steve. That was pretty good. Uh yeah, they are one thing that's interesting, but like Creature from the Black Lagoon versus Dracula, they're like 20 years apart. So yeah. that's like something coming out now versus Lord of the Rings. Like it's just like yeah, yeah it's, it's in crazy. the same universe ish, like you can call it universal monsters, but it's like that's a 20-year gap. It's not like these things were all just pumped out all at once. Well, certainly some, but yeah. Yeah. But That's interesting. And then connected to that, don't I don't need to go into it, but just because we haven't talked about things in a while, <laughs> I watched Ed Wood. Right. And that has um, Martin Lando as Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like references to those things. He won an Oscar for that, actually. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was this amazing movie. A lot of people think it's like Tim Burton's best, and like I don't know. I can see some people loving it, but it was like, yeah, it was. It was not trash, but I didn't love it. <laughs> right. Uh, that actually reminds me, as far as trivia goes. The love interest in The Invisible Man, which I think is from 1930-something, uh, is the old woman in Titanic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that old bee is... <laughs> <laughs> I just say that because I, there's a Seinfeld thing. It's like, took the afternoon off, went and saw Titanic. So that old lady, she's just a liar. <laughs> and a bit of a tramp, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, good Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um, with those old movies, I wouldn't be like looking through imdb at credits or anything because it's like i'm not gonna know this person i don't care but uh if it's like something you're watching more recent it's like what else is this person in you might recognize some of it but yeah i wouldn't have uh 
when the pecker. Oh, and yeah, no, that was kind of cool. But yeah, let's get going here, man. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Uh, who's going first today? A good question. Uh, maybe I could tell. Oh, I think last week was the week I screwed up the order, but you wouldn't be able to tell from the editing unless you stuck around to the end and I revealed myself. Um, this is very important. We need to figure this out. Well, I think you went first because according to my notes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, you said, and then I said Lady Hawk, which is okay. like 40. So I guess so I, I went first last. Yeah. So you go first. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm glad we sorted that out. So that was close. We could have really looked like idiots. <laughs> yeah, we could have had to restart the whole damn thing. <laughs> was that trying to be a Independence Day reference? Because it almost sounded like I almost put a hex on the whole damn thing. <laughs> <clears throat> Independence Day is my number 30. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, it's not my 30. Oh. <laughs> Uh, stay tuned for that. My number 30 <clears throat> is, in fact, my final Christmas movie, Die Hard. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right? Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. Die Hard was tricky for me to figure out where to put because I do watch it every year at Christmas and it's become like a tradition. So it's like, I feel like I have to watch it almost. You gotta. (laughs) So it's one of those where it's never like, let's watch Die Hard. Like that kind of instinct. <laughs> it's just, we need to watch Die It's on the to-do list. It's like, yeah, an exactly. So it was a little tricky and maybe if it didn't fall into that, um, I mean, for me, I know we've had multiple discussions on this, uh, whether you think it is or not, but, um, yeah, just because of that fact, it's like, it's very hard to separate as just a regular movie, but I do love it. And every year I watch it and I'm not like, Oh, I got to watch Die Hard. (laughs) I legitimately still enjoy it. But, um, yeah, it was a little tricky finding the spot because I think it is one of the best action movies of all time, just in terms of like structure and like it sets a standard, um, I mean, it's 1988, so it's not like it's one of the first, but uh, it is definitely, I would consider it a perfect movie. I, uh, Die Hard is not on my list, but I do like Die Hard. Did we do a whole episode on Die Hard? I think so. We did um, that and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for right. Christmas. No, Die Hard <laughs> is amazing, and I should like it more than I do. Not even should not that I should even like it more, but I should like revere it, revere <laughs> it, and uh, hold it, hold it to myself and cuddle it more <laughs> because that premise and like the single location, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of movies where it's just a simple story that I love and the fact 
that they do that so well and that it's low stakes like he's not saving the world yeah is awesome as well like that is where it's like it's not realistic quotations but it's like way it's pretty more grounded but yeah, yeah it's way more realistic than James Bond sequels. or Mission Impossible <laughs> or anything yeah. like that, right? Or the yeah. sequels, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, we've gone up into it a bit more. Uh, I think it was just last year, so maybe like ten months ago. Um, so you can listen to that, but I just uh, statistic wise. I think that's my third Bruce Willis movie. Because uh, I had Fifth Element and Pulp Fiction. I don't know mm-hmm. that there's any others on the list. And then also uh, Alan Rickman. His two uh, best roles as Hans Gruber. And then I had him before as the Sheriff of Nottingham. And I had him in Galaxy Quest. There you go. There's three best roles. <laughs> well, <laughs> He's covered. That's pretty good. Uh, my number 30. Adam, you broke my heart. I got excited. <laughs> oh, no. This actually moved around, and I dropped it down, not because I don't love it, but because I do love it. But it was just, like, realistically favorite and all these considerations this is the ultimate movie of movies it's the title of our podcast independence day is my number 30 oh man what a fake out I'm... that would have been something else <laughs> if you actually had yeah, it <laughs> that specifically was yeah that would have been uh, people Shame. would have said we were lying and yeah. cheated if that happened. They wouldn't have believed us. Yeah, mine's uh, still a few spots away. Uh, yeah, mine was up higher. And this is now it's getting crazy. Like, yeah. I would say then, so we're doing, we have 30 to go. We're doing 10 today. But the next 20 are shuffleable for me. I just can't see anything budging into the top 10. So it's like, this was higher, but then it got moved around. And then it's just like, I feel like all these 20, whatever one I watched the most recently, I could justify at my number 11. It's like, this is the best thing ever. And then watch another one. It's like, oh no, this is the best thing ever. Uh, but Independence Day, we have our first show about it. We have a commentary about it. We don't have to drag it on forever. Uh, love Independence Day. Yeah, I only have two movies from the 90s this week and five from the 70s. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, what can you say? I... I I don't understand how people can't like this movie. It's yeah. such a crowd pleaser. It's at a different level. It's uh, 
more than just I was about to say stupid fun, but it's not just stupid fun. It's genuinely good and but it's not it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it's not stupid fun. It's just fun. How about that? Mm-hmm. Like it's actually uh fantastic and it you know what it's like a modern universal horror picture (laughs) in like or like more maybe the 50s like alien invasion stuff is like that with modern movie making and special effects and stuff like that like the fact that they're actually flying saucers is awesome (laughs) yeah it's so much like it's so cool a little more clever but yeah, the way that they like take a known concept and kind of play with it, I think is good. Yeah. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. I'm sorry I got your hopes up there. <laughs> I didn't that know what I was just... doing. Yeah, no. And I could see, I could justify, see myself as being crazy for, well, some people would think I'm crazy to even have it on a top 100, but some people could see I'm crazy for not having it higher on my top 100. But yeah, yeah. that's my number 30. Okay. Well, my number 29. Um, this week I have five movies from the 90s. Five. Half of mine come from the 90s. And I also have three, count them, three animated films. Whoa. And this is one of them. It is not from the 90s. It is from 1973, Disney's Robin Hood. Wow. I love some Robin Hood. This is my third Robin Hood movie on my top 100 list. <laughs> that I, I was thinking about that because I was thinking about uh, the Disney's Robin Hood, and then I'm like, I didn't, I forgot Men in Tights. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good to have three percent of your list, <laughs> Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I, there's I, nothing. Robin Hood is like he is medieval superhero. He's the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think this is the best representation of him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen some of the old ones. So in what I have seen, this is the best representation. But uh, yeah, he's just like the perfect guy. He's like the man's man, the lady's man. He's just uh, awesome. Um, and then, yeah, this one, I love the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it was for, but Brenda got me um, this new release of the soundtrack. It's a two-disc CD. 
and it has all the music on one disc, all the music from the movie, which wasn't released previously. And it's so good. Um, and then the second disc is kind of like uh, alternate versions and stuff like that of like things they didn't use. So that's very interesting. Some of it's a little more like jazzy or poppy or whatever, but they went with the kind of the folk version, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think part of it is also watching this a lot as a kid. I, I remember, um, I think we must have had it taped because whenever I see the v, the like old VHS cover, it's like, that means nothing to me. Like, yeah. I don't recognize that. <laughs> I know. We had it taped off TV, too. So, uh, I can still see, like, my mom's printing on the, <laughs> the black spine. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Um, it's amazing. We've bonded over the music, the whistling. It is... Yeah. I'll say, I've watched this recently... Uh, but like just parts with the kids and stuff and then the kids will get bored and run away and then I'll finish it. <laughs> I am not kidding. I, I'm getting emotional uh, these last little while with certain things. Like I did watch Apollo 13 uh, recently and I'm like tearing up throughout the movie, not just at yeah. the end. Robin Hood. The end of Robin Hood? I, I could make myself... How how much of the end? Would, which part are you talking about? The whole thing. <laughs> like 20 minutes. <laughs> the climax? The whole climax. But specifically, I could choke myself up right now if I needed to. <laughs> if I needed to act right now and make myself cry. Yeah. Mama, mama, wait for me. Oh, yeah. And Robin Hood goes back and saves the little rabbit girl, <laughs> baby. Yeah. That, like, that's a hero. Like, and, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, what a guy in, like, absolutely zero hesitation. Yeah. And he just goes. And then when he hands her off, he's like, don't worry about me. Yeah. Like, Robin Hood is the ultimate superhero. <laughs> but, like, yeah. yeah, like, and oh, yeah, no, that's what it is. It's Mama, Mama, wait for me. And then, uh, what does she say? The My mom. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, stop. My baby. Yeah, that's what it is. Stop. Yeah. My baby. And it's just like having kids now. <laughs> like, it, it, like, like, imagine like people in real life going through hell or whatever, and this little animation from the seventies, where it's like that voice acting too. Yeah. Like. Oh man. There, I, yeah. There's a lot going on with that. <laughs> uh, the music oh. and yeah, the voice acting and the animation, like everything married together is so perfect yeah um there's a lot of like emotional moments like that like even when he's tied up at the like yeah. archery contest and it goes into like the love theme and he's just like talking from his heart to marion yeah. it's just like holy crap 
<laughs> I owe my life to you. Oh, all this stuff. It's <laughs> just like, uh, uh, traitors to the crown must die. Traitors to the crown. That crown belongs to King Richard. Long live King Richard. And he gets the whole crowd going. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is... Man, I'm getting yeah. goosebumps. Just this, it has everything because it's got like all maybe those... this should be higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all that stuff, but there's like tons of humor. There's not that many oh. songs, so no. like, and the runtime, it's not oh. crazy. Like it's it's amazing. Uh, Eighty three minutes. I it mean, is. It is amazing. Like and the. The, yeah, there's not that many songs, but then also the sound. Like, it's so perfect when he's sneaking into the castle. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, think when, like, all the arrows are being shot at him and they're missing. Or, like, they're throwing the spears at the wall and the click, click, click. Like, yeah. all, the sound is so good. And, like, the side characters, like, everyone's lines are, <laughs> like, everyone. Like name it. That's the like. There's not one not. There's not one character that is not amazing. Like yeah. even the the smallest church mice are fun, but like the kids are great. The sheriffs are great. The uh, Prince John's great. Little John's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, hiss, hiss, and hit. Prince John. Like what? <laughs> A duo. They're so funny. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And the, when he's like, hiss, you deliberately dodged. Yeah. And he wants to punch him. Like, it's so good. There's so many things. He's like, hiss, hiss. Oh, he's still in the basket. And he's like <laughs> sitting on him. And he's like, oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prince John is one of my favorite characters. You took the words right out of my mouth, PJ. PJ, I like that. You know I do. Hiss, put it on my luggage. PJ. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's so much to it. Even just uh, those rabbits, how many there are at the birthday party. Right. It's like rabbits multiply like that (laughs) i think that's funny and uh and something you don't think about when you're a kid but yeah um it's it's amazing we're uh yeah we'll have to get back into doing disney movies but uh we can get more into it then but uh yeah robin hood is my 29 uh this is my 29, but I will admit that Robin Hood's a crowd favorite. <laughs> yeah, it is a better movie. Uh, 2011, Moneyball. Had to, had to drop Moneyball in there. It's one of those where it's like you forget how good it is, I feel. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, we can watch that or whatever, but... I'll watch it every couple years now, and it is always, like, so engaging, simple story, one of the best sports movies that I've ever seen. I haven't seen, 
I think I've seen quite a few, but it's not like I'll just see a movie because it's a sports movie either. But baseball, we've said it before, I think uh, baseball is the ultimate movie uh, sport. And the music in this, <laughs> forget about it. There's, I think the song or the group or whatever, it's called This Will Destroy You or whatever. And it's like a 10 minute thing but it's like that bouncy that's not the right way to describe it at all but like slow build up and uh, it's all this stuff it's awesome uh, I think it's something about a Colorado River I don't know what I'm talking about but uh, yeah and a bunch, like Chris Pratt and Robin Buttercup is from here (laughs) and there's a bunch of like little characters like that and the acting's through the roof and Brad Pitt's amazing and yeah and what's his name uh the guy that died the manager yeah Philip Seymour Hoffman like he's incredible in that that like he's all he, I'm sure he's just like okay I'm gonna do this uh, get in this role and it's just like all you have to do is watch like 10 baseball games or just highlights <laughs> yeah. of managers complaining <laughs> like he epitomizes baseball managers so well because it is it's a different uh like hockey coaches or football coaches, like baseball managers are a different breed because they play like 160 games a season. So it's like a whole different NFL. They just went to 17 games, but like it's a different world. If you play 16 games a year versus 160, you're doing 10. Like, I feel like their culture is different where it's just like they sit and watch the game for other sports, right? Other sports, the coaches are always standing up, walking around because the game's way faster pace. And it's just like he imbibes that. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. we've mentioned it before I will say I don't know if this would have been one you counted on but it is not on my list I do I don't, like it a lot but I don't think I would have I don't know um, and uh, it'll be interesting at the end to see how many baseball movies you have on <laughs> your list because I can think what? of at least three I have this field that. of dreams. What other one? Did rookie I have? of the year. Oh, rookie of the year. That's <laughs> funny. I know. Hey, and this week, not to give too much away, 
I already gave Independence Day, including Independence Day, I have three space movies. <laughs> like, how many movies take place in space or have scenes in space? <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. I have zero this week. Right. Which usually... I would have a science fiction of some kind, but not at all this week. Um, it's very interesting. Um, okay, my next... Is there any connection? I don't think so. Um, so this is my first 90s movie this week, first of five. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to lead up to this. I just just think it's amazing. Had to be on my list, and here it is. Number 28, from 1993, Tombstone. Okay. Uh, it's incredible, the acting in this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love, like, again, almost every character Everyone is doing their own uh, person and just it's so engaging and uh, fun to watch. Obviously, um, Val Kilmer kind of stealing the show. His character is just so likable. But I think everyone else, like, uh, I don't really like the character of um, Virgil Earp, but... Uh, Sam Elliott is just awesome. Like him and his giant mustache and voice. Like he's just always great on the screen. And then same with uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, He's not like a a favorite character, but I think he's pretty great in it. And then all the bad guys, there's just so many. And uh, yeah, so many things to mention of performances. But I think this is, Easily my favorite Western. Uh, well, let me let's check my list. I don't think I have any others after this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, probably also one of the first I saw. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of older ones either. Um, just kind of the most of the Clint Eastwood and stuff like that. But uh, Tombstone... <clears throat> is just Uh, yeah just to support your decision i i was a naysayer or skeptical of tombstone i will say i don't like it as much as you or a lot of people but every time i watch it it's going up yeah that's the thing like i've I was definitely more negative towards it. I think I've watched it in the last year and it is really good. And one thing like the Val Kimmer is in it way more than I remembered the yeah. last time I watched it. I was like, no, he's in it a lot. This is awesome because anything with him in it is perfect. So then it's like, what am I complaining about? <laughs> because he's so good. And that the cup scene, like, yeah. Give me a break. That that is genius. Like that is Roger Ebert saying a great movie. You have two or three great scenes. 
that is a great scene. Like that whole thing, the tension in there, and then like it going up and down and the shotgun under the table and all this stuff. Yeah. Like it's so good. You must be Doc Holliday. That's the rumor. You retired too? Not me. I'm in my prime. Yeah, you look it. Uh, you must be Ringo. Look, darling. Johnny Ringo. The deadliest pistol ever since Wild Bill, they say. What do you think, darling? Should I hate him? You don't even know him. No, that's true, but I don't know. There's just something about him. Something around the house. I don't know. Reminds me of me. No, I'm sure of it. I hate him. And the fact that that's what's his name? Uh, Michael Bean? Michael Bean from... <laughs> Aliens and other Terminator. Gym, yeah. Yeah. James Cameron's. You know what? <clears throat> I don't want to spoil it, but he's in another movie I have this week. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, I think is is a good lead. <clears throat> he's definitely not like my favorite character in it, but uh, he, you also, he's like Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you'll do. And I like him a lot as an actor, like in some yeah. things I, I really love him, but in this, it's like, he is carrying the story. No problem. But I don't feel he stands out a ton. Uh, there's a few moments where he is, pretty great like especially that uh billy bob thornton scene when he's just like slapping him (laughs) (laughs) like throw down (laughs) it's just he's like so cool uh so yeah maybe he is more likable than i think but uh yeah he's uh maybe it's because we've gone into the whole thing with the woman you kind of hold that against him like (laughs) her <laughs> but uh oh i guess it's fine. the old it's the old west there's slim pickings yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's a lot of fun uh it's a crowd pleaser that's one where like know your audience when it's just like if you have a group of people to watch a movie it's like this is I feel like this and modern mission impossibles and stuff like like is like this can please a crowd, right? Like there's not. Yeah, I feel like this and Die Hard are pretty good. Uh, right. Kind of like, I guess women can enjoy both of those, but like they are kind of like guys' movies. And there's a couple right. others on my list, so I don't know what it is about this week. There's just hey, a handful list. of those kinds of movies. So stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, Tombstone, I don't know. The the music also is really good. Uh I, I can't like think of it specifically, but I know that there's certain parts where there's like good little stings that go along with what's happening. Um that one scene after 
Bill Paxton's shot uh, when he's like outside and it's thundering, like there's yeah. lightning but no rain. Yeah. And then the the guys like drop their sashes and they're blowing in the wind. Uh, it's just awesome. There's just some really good visual stuff. Uh, yeah, it looks great, sounds great. It's it's a great, great movie. Yeah, uh, good one. Uh, my twenty eighth could have I could have forced it to be in the seventies, but I chose to represent this franchise. Because we're saying favorites, not best. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Rocky 3. Okay. I would say is my favorite Rocky. I don't think it's the best Rocky. I think there's... Uh, I think, well, the first one. And then even the Creeds and even Rocky Balboa is a excellent... Uh, or, uh, yeah, well, whatever. There's a bunch... That might be actually better, even the second one. But Rocky Three is kind of what made me fall in love with the Rocky franchise, uh, specifically around Grade Nine. Is exactly when I first. I think they were on VHS at Costco, and I got them all of Rocky uh, One to Five, and. Yeah, I distinctly remember, like, I'd never seen any of them. And it was just, like, pounding them all back and kept going back to Rocky Three specifically. I think it's, like, just like Goldfinger is, like, the essential uh, James Bond where, like, everything comes together with the formula. Mm-hmm. Rocky Three is, like, the formula of, like, it has Eye of the Tiger. It has him down on his luck but then also succeeding too and like it has uh the like some good story elements but then the corny cheesy like over the topness as well that the franchise is known for so it's like it's a call it's right in the middle too right like it makes sense it like it has stuff from the first ones, but like you can see where it's going with like Rocky Four and the insanity that it approaches. So it's like this little, uh, it's like the meat in the sandwich. It's right in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I meant to rewatch this too, but yeah, it's a it's a nutcase movie, but I love it. I love all the training in it. Uh, Mr. T is awesome in it. Mm-hmm. And this is Mr. T. Lots of people don't know this, but like Sylvester Stallone pretty much created Mr. T. He saw Mr. T on like some game show or something and then got him for this role. And mm-hmm. this is before the A team. Okay. He got the A team. I don't know if he got it as well. Or because of Rocky Three, but like he's all about like pitting the fool and all that. Yeah, and it's like that's in that's Rocky before it's in yeah. A Team. So it's uh, yeah, Mr. T. No, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool, and I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. Frank, that guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and like talking about the cheesiness, I don't feel he is ever that cheesy, and he could be. But like when oh, yeah, yeah. they're doing the like 
kind of press conference type thing and he's there in the crowd and like yeah. calling him out like that well, yeah. is awesome. Well, I feel like he's actually intimidating. Yeah. And yeah. he seems just like a real guy. Yeah. No, I feel like Mr. T, yeah, he's actually intimidating because and this uh been pointed out to me not for this one but just in things in general. We were talking about another movie, but I know it's about, uh, or no, Halloween and mm. John Wick. Characters talking about another character makes them scary. If we ever write a screenplay, we got to write that note down. <laughs> That's what you, you don't just make them scary. You have other people terrified of them, right? And then Mickey talking about Mr. T, Clover Lang, as like he's an animal. He'll knock you into tomorrow rock and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, that's what makes him intimidating because you have the old uh, boxing coach saying this guy's invincible. That's what makes him awesome. So it is little, uh, little things like that make movies <laughs> that much better. And yeah, the music's awesome too. Like I have the tiger. And yeah, and he gets his the blossoming friendship with Apollo Creed in this. It's awesome. So yeah, that's my number twenty eight, nineteen eighty two. Yeah, and I I knew that year because I was actually looking at the Oscars for that year for another movie, oh. and I saw that come up because um, I the Tiger was nominated for best song for a movie and something else won and it wasn't even anything I recognized. So don't they have egg on their face? Okay. My number 27, we have already done an episode on and it has already been on your list from 2001 oceans 11. Ooh. Um, yeah, when we watched it, it's like, I did not realize how much I love this movie, like, and I know it so well, so I must have watched it a lot. And, um, it's funny, I forget if it was, he listened to the episode or I told him we were doing it, uh, but my buddy Russ, we were talking about it and he's like, that's easily like the movie I've seen the most in my life (laughs) because he would just like have it on for studying or whatever, just background noise, but like knowing every line and it is a great movie for that. Um, it is just so slick, a nice, easy watch, another crowd pleaser. Everyone can love this movie. I don't know who would hate this movie. Like there's nothing to hate in this. Um, outstanding cast again and uh yeah listen to our episode we talked about this and the original the original is not on my list (laughs) spoiler yeah look we all go way back and uh i owe you from the thing with the guy in the place and i'll never forget it good one i totally agree uh my 27th is my other 90s one 
1995. I think this might be a little surprising. Babe. The pig. I don't think it's a surprise (laughs) for me. Um, I kind of figured it would be on at some point. Right. I love Babe. It is underrated. Like, it is easily, like, five stars. It is incredible. Like, people usually get on Babe. Like, it is like Robin Hood with all the different animals but it's like everything is awesome. Like yeah. the interpretation of the uh, all the different like personalities of the animals and the cat and the pigs and the sheep and the dogs and it's like great. And the like special effects where it's like there's so much combination, like most of it or is live action and then a ton of puppets and then they do have the dogs speaking like computer animated or whatever so like it looks like their mouths are actually articulating words but yeah like there's such a good combination and i think i've watched a commentary or something on it where the guy's just like okay that's a puppet that's uh a real duck like ducks, especially like you can make a puppet duck look perfect, yeah. right? So it's like this is impossible. But like all the little, like just think of the like scene of the pig, like getting uh, his feet stuck in the uh, string and stuff, and it's just like all these like it's so good, and like <laughs> the the message of the movie, and like just love it and. This almost makes me want to cry. The music. Yeah. Like, and there's, I have this whole other level of love for this music because it's, uh, so the, if I had words is the song and the farmer singing that. And, but that music is played throughout the movie, but that's taken from a classical French, uh, piece and it's throughout uh, especially the end part of the <laughs> Impressions to France and Epcot <laughs> but it's so good because it's like amazing where it's like this crazy classical piece and then there's like just the uh, hippie 70s uh, they like took that music put it into like modern instruments and put lyrics to it it's uh oh yeah babe's amazing so calm and yeah it's so fun like that's yeah something special Mm -hmm. yeah i think it is underrated or underappreciated or under remembered it's like this movie exists it's amazing yeah i remember seeing it at the drive-in too as a kid, and uh, I liked it then, but it's like you never really know. Uh, with those, it's like, was I just some dumb kid at right. the time? And then you watch it now, it's like, this is actually incredible. It's probably, I like it more now than yeah. I would have when I was a kid. Yeah. 
all the chapters and the mice, like all yeah. their lines, and like, yeah. And what's his name? Uh, Mister Agent Smith. Yeah, he's the dog. The dog. Yeah, what a great voice. Yeah, and like that's the other thing. Talk about characters. Like he's kind of put out as like the scary guy, but he is also awesome. Where like he's so loyal to the farmer, right? And like protecting the sheep and like all this stuff. Like I love that's there. That has more layers than ninety percent of the crap we see nowadays. This dog is like, yeah, he's not uh, perfect, but he's kind of scary and mean. But we get to know him, and he has a perspective, and he's actually a good guy in parts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my twenty-seven. So it won best visual effects at the Oscars that year and was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for James Cromwell, Best Director, Best Writing, Best Art Direction, Best Film Editing, which is pretty crazy. Like, And this is right around, I think, 96 is First Contact, which I had way back when on my 90 to 100 Star Trek First Contact is James Cromwell's in there as well. And I remember, I think my brother is a big Star Trek guy. And he's like, he's in the new Star Trek movie when Babe was coming out. I remember <laughs> pointing that out. Well, he, uh, he was beat out by Kevin Spacey in The Usual Suspects. And was also up against Ed Harris for Apollo 13 for best supporting. So what a year, what a year looking at some of this stuff. Uh, There's a lot going on. I love looking at those and it's like, oh, those are the same year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Including Mayor Wingingham for Georgia. Do you know who... I don't know if that's how her I don't know any of that. She's the, uh, she was Wendy from St. Elmo's Fire. I don't Uh, know which one's Wendy. She's like the homely girl. The fatty. The fat one. That was not fat at all. And to make her fat, they made her wear (laughs) three sweaters and she still wasn't fat. Yeah. Okay, well, great, great pick. I figured it would end up on your list. Um, speaking of great, uh, my number 26 is the greatest <laughs> showman. <laughs> I'm glad it came out today and not next week. <laughs> <laughs> This is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, your sweat soaking through the floor. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know that it could have. Um, every time I watch it, though, like there was a period where we watched it a lot because it was just like 
talk about a crowd pleaser in our home at least uh the family just we all loved it so it was on quite often and then it quieted down and then uh i don't know let's see when's the last time i logged it i don't know if i would have logged it <laughs> i've reviewed it or i've logged it five times uh yeah it was just last month september 6th um well two months ago by the time people are listening to this uh and i just it, it renewed my love or at least uh it confirmed it i still love it it's not a flash in the pan for me um What the heck is this? <laughs> so th- this is like the same people that brought you the greatest showman. Have you watched those trailers for that Dear uh, Evan yeah, Solomon yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah. Uh, Hanson. Right. So, but the joke is that he's so old and he's supposed <laughs> to be in high school. <laughs> so yeah. people like actually old people are going out as him in Halloween and they're in their like forties. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I'm yeah, supposed to be good. a senior in high school. Yeah. Uh you that, know what? Go ahead. <laughs> that trailer uh the for at least a trailer yeah. that I saw for it, I couldn't even tell that it was a musical. But, like, it was so poorly edited. For one, I don't even know that it showed people singing, but it had the music in it. But the mix was so bad. It was, like, there were people talking, but then there was also music, like, over top of it. And it just sounded like this mess. And I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but, yeah, that guy, the main character, he's in uh, Pitch Perfect. It's, like, he's a college freshman in that and that's right. like 10 years old now or whatever it is. Yeah, and he and then looks now old he's, then. Yeah, and now he's playing a high school kid. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so it's made by the I don't know, director or to, writer I, or someone? I, have, I It says something about Greatest Showman during the yeah. trailers. And you can yeah. hear it in the music a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really that interested to see that but the greatest showman watched it again Uh, there's so many like parts that i love in this and uh can't take my eyes off of it uh it was kind of questionable that i had zendaya zendaya however you say her name i've heard it (laughs) both ways now but uh questionable having her on my like favorite actresses list but like this movie is a hundred percent the reason why i love like every time she's on the screen it is just amazing like she is on fire in this movie the dancing uh the singing there's just like a couple moments where she is just selling it a hundred percent and uh she's easily my favorite part but i do love um hugh jackman obviously but uh yeah her for sure there's like a couple moments where it's like don't anybody distract me i'm watching her (laughs) like the the when they're singing this is me there's a shot of uh 
Zac Efron is like kind of watching from up in the like office or whatever from the window and she like looks up at him while she's singing saying the line this is me and just the ferocity in her eyes is amazing and then the other specific part uh, is at the end there's a dance move <laughs> I can't even understand it it's just amazing where she's doing some weird thing with her arm and like uh, it's it's incredible but yeah the movie as a whole still love it uh, the music's great visuals great it's just boom 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 it's moving along doesn't stop never drags um, and yeah I like all the the people in it I don't think it lingers too long on anything and uh, yeah there's there's way more Zendaya parts I could talk about <laughs> just her performance is off the charts oh I, I love it I'm happy for you <laughs> uh, did we yeah. actually do a whole episode on it yeah okay I wasn't sure I bought the damn thing yeah, but you had it before that, I think. Mm, I think no. you had it because people were saying to yeah. watch it. and then I know. But. I think I, there is an algorithm where I could calculate who's telling me what. Like, if this and this person tell me, fine. If this and this person and that person tell me, then it is actually good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I got to be weary when it's only you and Trevor <laughs> and maybe Evan. I need you, Trevor, and Evan and Steve to agree. And then <laughs> I'll get on board. Steve's an anchor sometimes to uh, insanity. Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes. Uh, no, that's a good pick. I do like the opening song and then the We Will Go Back song or whatever it's called. The little dance dance, which is when they're in the bar and they're... Like at the end. Near the end, I guess. Yeah. I've only seen it once. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Come back home is the yes. line, but it's I don't know what it's called. But yeah, that one's great. Some good banjo in it. Uh I think we've done a whole episode on this. We've talked extensively about it, so we don't have to go crazy. Nineteen seventy nine. Uh Alien. Love Alien. We've talked a lot about it. Yeah. Ridley Scott. This is my third Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. Had Gladiator and American Gangster there as well. So he's up there on the director's list for sure. Uh, yeah, what can you say? I want. I really want to check out Planet of the Vampires because apparently... Alien steals everything from that movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's, uh, be interesting. But, yeah, nothing to say. It's awesome. Everything about it's awesome. Sigourney Weaver's awesome. 
love Alien. What's there more to say? I feel there's nothing. This was also on purpose a little bit, putting Babe and Alien right beside each other. <laughs> it's just special. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off. Yeah, I uh, had it earlier on, so I'm with you. Yeah, and we've talked about it. We had uh alien thing episode-ish. Yeah, so. yeah, no, we definitely covered it. Uh, this also was covered... Um, this is my second of 1990s movies this week from 94, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, finally. (laughs) We're in this sweet spot where it's like all these movies that I, I just think are like perfect. And this one, it's like. It's kind of like Die Hard. I watch it so much that I probably appreciate it less <laughs> because of overexposure. But, uh, I mean, it it cannot be topped in terms of those performances. And um, I was going to say script. I mean, the script could be topped, I guess, but it is very special. And... Uh, yeah, it's one of those uh, I didn't see right away, and I don't think it was spoiled for me because there are those comedies where people just overquote them, and I don't feel like I knew that much going into the the movie when I bought it. Like it was a blind buy DVD that I still have, and it did not disappoint. And I watched it a lot, and uh, yeah. We've we've discussed it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I watched Scream with Steve. Yeah, last week, and I'm not positive, but I seem to recall it having some music from when he goes out and buys the beer at the beginning. Yeah, and I'm like, I think some of the music in that scene was in. Uh, scream because it was like I think this isn't Dumb and Dumb <laughs> uh, but yeah no it's there's so many it's amazing I saw a joke this week there was all these uh, Green Bay there was a Green Bay Packers uh, game against Arizona Arizona Cardinals and Aaron Rodgers looks like a nutcase so they're making him out to look like uh, Lloyd or Harry and then they won the game against the Cardinals and it's like Harry I took care of it and then it's an upside down Cardinal with it's neck taped up and it's just like <laughs> it's still in the zeitgeist it's still there it's still there yeah it's good oh yeah like that the pretty birds like oh man that's and so many things oh yeah just so perfect it's the best road trip movie it's like yeah one of the best buddy things like the all those like 
canvas paintings you can get of yeah. certain shots, like on the uh, mini bike and stuff like that. Like it is not that it's like this movie's gorgeous, but it's like there are some just iconic shots and like framings and uh yeah and i think the soundtrack is actually good where like they do uh not the same way but like guardians of the galaxy picks or tarantino like picks good songs whereas and it's not always like from the current time period right so like when he has his little dream and it's like Suddenly, da, 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 and like uh, raindrops falling on her, and like all that type of music, or it's like, yeah, it's good. And it, I think actually, it only gets better as it goes on. I think some of the weakest jokes are at the beginning when he picks her up and like does the classic, like, he turns around. And then there's, like, an explosion. It's, like, I think that's, like, the worst joke of the whole movie. (laughs) And it's, like, but it's just, like, they are so above that caliber for the rest, like. Yeah, that that one explosion should not have been in it. Like, you can have the squealing tires and stuff. That would be fine. But that's a little over the top for it. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But. I mean, I don't think that it's very consistent in like, okay, it's getting better and better and better. Like right. it starts off way oh, yeah, up yeah. top, like just that limo scene, like yeah. uh, how that even plays out, how he crawls into the back of the yeah. limo to roll down the window <laughs> to talk to this girl. Like th- there's a lot of like very... Uh, like clever things in this yeah. that you don't always pick up on right away. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's really the performance performances, I guess, both of them that, uh, that do it because it's like, yeah, you can, some of it's funny, but like even just when he first meets Mary, she's like, okay, I'm going to get my bags. And he's like, okay. And as soon as she leaves and he like turns around and grabs his heart, like (laughs) it's so good. And the music that is used over and over for those parts. And the fact that he's by himself. Yeah. Like he's not doing it for someone. It's just, this is how he behaves. (laughs) Yeah. Also. Yeah. the, The physical comedy is top notch as well. Like even when he slides to grab the briefcase, yeah. It's like so it's such a good like power move and like it's so oh, good man. and uh yeah, no, it's yeah. It's a good Everything pick. about that well dropping her off I just think it is great and like how emotional he is yeah. and they've spent like a few minutes together. Yeah. Uh and uh <laughs> everything like goodbye my love (laughs) and the crash like that gets me every time like you think it's like a little more delayed but how it cuts him off (laughs) it's so good oh my goodness yeah dumb and dumber again I'm just (laughs) it's even funnier than you think because like what's he's saying goodbye my love yeah (laughs) like he's he's like what is he actually saying what a nutcase yeah and yeah, when he's hugging her, he's like, 
I hate goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like tearing up. It's it is so good. Um, and it's my number twenty five, and that just sounds ridiculous saying it because it is so good. But yeah. what can no, you do? It's top twenty five. Our pets' heads are falling off. Yeah. <laughs> How does he know I got gas? Like all that stuff. See that I, those two. Any comedy with them, aside from when he's with the two of them in the car, I don't think that is very funny. Like, I don't think it's hilarious, but I think it's just good writing, where it's just like so dumb, or not so yeah. dumb, but just like the gas man, and like they think they have guns, like <laughs> they see them like. Don't they see one of them, like, loading their uh, gun? And then it's like, you didn't pay the gas bill? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. That, like, the, the, I love their jumping to conclusions. Like, that's a lot of what they do, and it's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I love to hate the line, though, that she says when he's, like, popping the pills. And she's like, the Ulsa? <laughs> <laughs> She's got this accent and says, the ulcer. Oh, uh, what? But the ulcer? <laughs> and he's pull, like, I'll live. It's so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> pull over? <laughs> no, it's a car and Thanks for noticing. Yeah. yeah, there's so many just amazingly quotable parts. Uh, I feel like I was going to mention another one, but there's just, they're, yeah, so it's the plentiful. Whole movie. It is, yeah, it's the whole movie. You can't. That is, yeah, it is the whole movie, and it ends well too. Uh, yeah, n- nice and quick. Uh, did we do a t- full episode on this? I feel like we talk about this movie all the time. You've already had it on your list. It's amazing. Number twenty five, two thousand ten, Coen Brothers, True Grit. You had a western. I have a western. Here's my Western for today. Reminds me that I think Kevin Costner's White Herp. Open Range? Open Range? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I think White Herp. It's like three hours long. I've never seen it. It's on Netflix, I think. Oh, okay. I'd be interested. But we got to do that. I want to rewatch. I've only seen Open Range once and I've heard big things. But we've talked big about True Grit. It's amazing. The music's amazing. I downloaded the hymn. <laughs> it's, I love that squeaky voice. It's so good. Uh, I even Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, but she's in some Emily Dickinson TV show or something. Is that what it is, or is it just called Dickinson? No idea. Uh I just saw it somewhere. It might be on Apple TV or something. And it was just like, I'm almost tempted to watch the first episode because she is so awesome. And Pitch Perfect does not use her full talents. But maybe this is a Haley Joel Osment situation where she's only awesome when she's young. But I don't think that's probably true. She's probably still awesome. 
but True Grit is amazing. It is. I agree. I'm going fast, and my next one's going to go fast, too. Um, we haven't done this one. This is another from the 90s. My number 24 is from 1996. This is the one I had way lower and had I watched it for the week that it was supposed to be on. And I said, no, this, I love this movie from 96. Michael Bay's The Rock. Okay. <laughs> It isn't as good as Die Hard, but I See, do also think funny. it's a perfect action movie That's of funny this that era. <laughs> you have uh, The Rock higher than Die Hard. Yeah, which, Bulls. again, I think that's just overexposure to Die Hard. The Rock, I used to watch a lot and then haven't in a while. And then I watched it like a month ago and I was just loving it and uh, had to bump it up. It's... It's so enjoyable, and I've talked a lot about Nicolas Cage and how much I love him. I think this is probably my favorite role. Stanley Goodspeed is the best Nicolas Cage character, or at least my favorite. Hi. I'm an agent with the uh, federal FBI. Uh, well, my, I'm Stanley Goodspeed. But of course you are. At least he got his name right. Of course I am. And you have an emergency. That's right. And you need my help. Exactly right. Coffee. No, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Offer me coffee. Oh, yes. Well, that was, in fact, going to be my next. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? I think he's hilarious. Um how he's like the kind of nerd technical FBI guy. He's not like a field agent. He doesn't swear and like goes to great pains to say like other things other than swearing. Like he'll say like, so why don't you cut me some friggin' slack? And like it doesn't sound like awkward. It sounds like it fits his character. And uh, like how in the name of, Zeus's butthole did you escape from your cell uh so many good things <laughs> with him and is this our first Michael Bay probably I don't think I would have had any others no this is easily his best movie in my opinion uh and one of the best Hans Zimmer scores I think it's that incredible. is undeniable It's hard to, because he has so many good ones, but it is yeah. awesome. And the, a lot sound like this, so it's like, uh, it's debatable. But for me, because I love this movie so much, just the like, the high octane action score is so amazing. The and yeah, there's lots yeah. of stuff that sounds like Gladiator, 
Um, just like even the beginning with Ed Harris, uh, talking to his wife's grave and stuff. And there's all this kind of like military sounding horns and whatever. Um, and, uh, I also think this might be, um, heresy of the highest order, but this is probably my favorite Sean Connery role of all time (laughs) because I'm not like super attached to him as James Bond. Like I've seen them and I get people would see those movies when they're coming out and love him in in those. And then I've even had uh, last crusade on my list. I do like that, but him in this, he's like the coolest and he's an old man, but he's so competent and cool and, I don't know. It's it's one of those you talked about this movie a while back when whenever you last watched and how it's like written by like a 10-year-old boy of like this is going to be the coolest thing. I'll put in a Hummer and a Ferrari <laughs> and like this guy he's the coolest guy ever <laughs> and like it's just written in that way of like he knows how to do everything and he's got like not that he has like a lot of quips but it, he kind of has that uh action star swagger about him and like he even gets to say like after uh, he rolls through the incinerator thing and opens the door and comes through welcome to the rock (laughs) just like these action like uh beats or whatever uh yeah i think he's awesome in it and uh uh yeah i don't know what else i would say he's that i like him more in those are kind of the the three roles and then evan even shared something recently of how someone's like got all this evidence pointing to him being james bond in this how like they've put in all these easter egg type things for years and saying he's like a former sas agent and all this stuff uh kind of implying that he actually is james bond and like Either John Mason is his code name or vice versa. But uh, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> you that's, can think that if you want it, but I don't think it really holds up. But No, uh, it doesn't. That's <laughs> It's just kind of like a little wink. People love their fan theories, and yeah. it's like one or two things point towards it, and 18 things point against it. First, my first reaction is James Bond wouldn't allow himself to be in prison for that long. Yeah. <laughs> like, James Bond could break out of prison if he wanted to. And then he's like, well, he was there on purpose. No, nah, he wasn't there on purpose. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no. You want to yeah. know who shot JFK? <laughs> yeah, this movie's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and I so with Nicolas Cage, I love how he's introduced uh, his like day at the office and like having to defuse the bomb. So it's like you get a nice little action beat without it being really part of the main story. But uh, I like a lot of the little parts in that scene, and it gets pretty intense pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, there's just like a lot, lots of little lines that as they're happening, like I'll quote along with it. Um, 
and yeah like he goes home and his girlfriend comes home he's like well we got a little care package from whoever box of goodies <laughs> just the way he delivers them the stuff it's amazing uh and then yeah so this is the one it also has michael bean in it he's the like head navy seal guy that, that leads the team in gets killed in the showers which I don't understand how none of them kill the bad guys in that scene. I don't care if they're at an elevated position. Somebody has to hit something. <laughs> but uh, love that scene. Did, and have you played a lot of Call of Duty at all? Um, no, but I I think I've I've played that level right where there's a part like that. I used to be like I still like them, but I skipped the last four or five years. Uh, so I, I was really into them getting Call of Duty every year, but then stopped for a while, but it was amazing. Like, it's like, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. And yeah, there's like a complete shower scene, slaughter fest, just like this. There's a whole Black Hawk Down seeing there's like every single action movie you think of that's like within 10 years or like anyone making that game whatever came out when they were 16 it's like yeah we'll just make that put it in a video game now and uh, pretend it's our own idea oh they might not have uh well no i'm sure but like it's not even they're referencing it in that it's so similar but it's not like this is on the rock or anything like that but no it's fine it's cool yeah but yeah my uh favorite part of that scene though that actually has some great music because it's all like sad and slow motion everyone dying but uh the intensity of them yelling at each other before opening fire and like ed harris is like kind of making his case and then uh the line that michael bean has it's like i swore to defend this country against all enemies foreign sir and domestic (laughs) the way he delivers the foreign sir and domestic is so good <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and then uh he's like tell your men to stand down i cannot give that order and it's back and forth it's it's amazing like michael bay what a what a genius <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least for this movie this he spent it all see i don't yeah that's i don't want to crap on it that's fine <laughs> uh but i will note i had plenty of the apes last week San Francisco. For our stats, we should have the most popular cities. Yeah, that's. I mean, I went through all my movies and I was marking out um, actors. That was hard because yeah. it's like you can think of the main people, but then it's like I don't know, maybe, maybe someone else shows up and I'm not uh, thinking of them. So I don't know if you've done that yet. I just did my who I had for my top 10 actors and actresses and uh, counted those. And then anyone um, who showed up a lot worth mentioning, I just kind of added a number for some of those people. But got a couple of weeks before we get to that stuff. Well, 
take a breath because you're going to be talking a lot again because we're going fast again on mine. My number 24, 1973, Disney's Robin Hood. <laughs> oh. Not far off. That is surprising. That Yeah, they're pretty close. Right. And that's why I fully engaged in the yep. conversation. You've already heard it 40 minutes ago. Robin Hood's the best. I yep. got to get some posters to demonstrate how much... It is the best. Yeah. Uh, I. That is the only poster. Let me see. Can I, if I turn off my blur? I don't know if you've seen this. I've seen it. Not, but I think I saw it. There's some, maybe, something. Don't you have, like, a something beside it? Yeah, a banjo. Yeah, yeah I got a banjo beautiful. on the wall. And then a Robin Hood. And, uh... I yeah, want, so, uh, as far as posters go, I've looked them up and like, but I want like a complete perfect replica, quote replica, of his wanted poster. Yeah. And I've seen other ones where it's like people have done them, but it's like, that's not the exact same yeah. drawing. It's, it's like, no, I need that shot. It's like, that's the ultimate poster. Yeah. Robin Hood's wanted poster. Oh, he's so handsome. Just like his reward for a poster. <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, I also, one of my favorite shirts that I have right now, I got online. It's got Alan yeah. A. Dale, the rooster, and it says, Oodalali, Oodalali, golly, what a day. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. He's a, he is amazing. Uh, that, that chicken's wonderful. Things that were. Or, no, wait, what did he say? Uh, he's yeah, talking about folk singers, and he's like, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the way he says it is so good. Oh, incidentally, I'm Alan Adele, a minstrel. Oh, that's an early day folk singer. And my job is to tell it like it is, or was, or whatever. Ah, okay, well, I'll continue. <laughs> my next one, my next three, I. We haven't talked extensively about. Well, we have done a whole episode on My 23. It is okay. also a Disney movie. Uh, I feel like yours won't be 23. Probably be a bit higher for this one, but you will have it. It is from 1991. Oh, boy. Beauty and the Beast. Bonjour. 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 I certainly will have it, but it was higher than this. Uh, I feel like this one moved around a lot, and it's like, I have to be true to myself like Mulan, and I can't put it higher based on other people's feelings, because it's like, I do love it. And I'll, I'll say, I don't have any other Disney, strictly Disney animated above this so it is technically the top um but it's like my wife loves it we love it as a couple i know you love it i can't say i love it it more than any of these others coming up so 
here it is, number 23, but it is amazing. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but like, it is definitely one that I remember uh, watching the VHS. That we definitely had the real copy. And um, like, even as a kid, never thinking like, this is a girl's movie. Like, I don't like it. It's like, no, this is awesome. Love Gaston. Love Lumiere. Like, those are the, like... 10 year old boy or whatever <laughs> thinking of it like oh yeah the, there's cool characters but like the beast is awesome like I love so much about this it's got the best music um, it is I think yes I totally it is the best of Walt Disney's production. Yeah, it that. looks amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Holy cow. Getting the CG in there, but not, like, too extreme where it's like, oh, they're not ready for that. Like, they seamlessly incorporate it, and even just the 2D stuff is so well done. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, no, it, it's, it's a classic. It's something special. People, it's one of those that where it's like, oh, I've seen that once. It's like, okay, yeah, get, yeah. you don't understand. <laughs> like yeah. it's like you hear these people talk. It's like I haven't even seen it. Like, all right, why are you talking? Yeah, <laughs> it is. I beyond. feel like that was something being at Disney World and like overhearing people and. Like, they don't recognize certain things. Right. And it's like, what are you talking about? This is from Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's so obvious. Right. But they're like, oh, what's this? And it's like, you well, that, that's Well, I know. And it's not even that I'm that knowledgeable. But it's just like when people are like, oh, Shrek is a Disney movie. It's like, <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to correct you. Yeah. Like, it's like... Okay, mom. Like, every <laughs> animation is Disney. Every video game is Nintendo. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah. No, Beauty and the Beast. I think it is a genuinely a cut above the rest. It is something something special. Something crazy special. Um, that's funny that you use... That phrase, cut above the rest. I'm pretty sure that's in The Enchanted Christmas, the Beauty and the Beast (laughs) sequel. I have seen that lots of times. My sister used to like... I don't want to say it sucks, but it's clearly not anywhere near the caliber of this movie. Oh, no. Not but yet. Yeah, there's there's some stupid song Lumiere and Cosworth sing to each other. You're cut above the rest. <laughs> besides uh, King of Thieves, Aladdin, King of Thieves. There's nothing. There are no sequels that come anywhere close to uh, their originals. Yeah, uh, and that and one even that, didn't even get a theatrical release. I don't think. Right. No, and that one's not even. A lot, it's not, but it's just really good. It's just, yeah. uh, story wise and jokes and characters, like it's, it is just as good, but it doesn't look as good and the music's not as good. So right. it's, you can't really say, yeah, it's better than Aladdin, but I probably like it more <laughs> than Aladdin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, 
Beauty and the Beast, like, to my left, there's a whole room. It's basically a Beauty and the Beast museum at this point. (laughs) There's so many things, memorabilia, our be our guest menu. You got the second one that we took home. Uh, It's probably sitting in this room somewhere. It's the best. Yeah. It's, we're coming up on Christmas. I'm sure I'll be purchasing some more things to add to that room for Brenda. Uh, Would that be her favorite movie? We've talked about this. I don't know. It might be. Um, I don't know that she would do a top 100, but I would encourage her to do a top 10. Because we've talked about it and she's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you base it on? But it would either be that. um, I feel like it would be, but like top five in the top five for her are Beauty and the Beast E.T., I would probably say Titanic. Um, I was going to guess Titanic. Yeah, it's like, these are like the obvious ones that come to mind. Princess Ride? I don't know about top five, but like, this is where it gets hazy because she loves Twister and watches that every year. Right. And then there's like tons of kind of chick flick things that's like i don't know how much do you like it or you just right. watch it all the time so yeah i if i thought about it i could probably come up with a pretty accurate that's only four movies but uh I've, i'm sure there's something obvious um i said et <laughs> yeah uh yeah i don't know um we'd have some overlap but there's definitely a lot in my list that would not show up on hers <laughs> No. Probably not The Rock. Yeah. Although she did enjoy it when we watched it. So. Greatest Beauty and the Beast. Greatest Showman is probably number five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Excellent pick. Excuse me. Please let me through. My number 23. 1974. The Godfather. Part two. Ooh. Uh, I love that movie. I think it's unique. Arguably the best sequel ever. Definitely in the conversation. Definitely be in the top three or four. Not even top five. Three or four of best sequels of all time. Uh... Yeah, it's special. It's different than the uh, first movie in that it's uh, like going be like it's a prequel to the first movie and a sequel to the first movie in yeah. a way. So it's unique in that way and it's pretty special. And they say that there's when they originally edited it, that it was uh, a lot quicker and that like you go back and forth. Uh, more often and I've, I meant to write it down I saw it somewhere but like it's not that many times where you actually go back and forth like here I don't know what the number is but you're like 20 minutes here 20 minutes back it's not uh, and as a tribute to this movie I always say every time you go back to the future <laughs> uh, it's like 
oh, I want to stay where I am. I like this story. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to stay where we are. I like this uh, future Coleone family drama in Vegas and Cuba, etc. To be able to pull this off, it's something special. Like, it's only two years after the first one. And it's just like, you guys nailed this. And, like, this is on tons of people's, like, list of all time. Like, this is a great movie by itself. And uh, it's nice and long, quotable. Yeah. Good kills. <laughs> Love gangsters. I've noticed in my latest that there is a lot of gangster <laughs> movies. Yeah. It is funny. It is a good experiment for people to figure out. Or it's like, why do I like this? This is similar to this. Like, not that I don't, uh, or I did have speed on my list, but like speed and die hard, right? Like, it's like kind of single location, or like it's all happening in the same day in the mm-hmm. hours like this is like this whole movie takes place almost as the movie runs and so like figuring out things like that but godfather yep i definitely like gangster movies and crime families and things like that and uh yeah mo green i love them all i love it it's so good so good i don't know what else to say yeah i definitely like the past stuff better than the future present yeah i think i probably parts of it for sure i think i've only seen it once i do love the idea and spoiler 1974 but i love the idea of him coming back and killing that guy like, I just love, like, uh, it's why I think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 works. It's like, you killed my mom. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't care if it takes 60 years, I'm going to come back and kill you. <laughs> and it's like, I'm on board with him. I have no problem with this guy. Uh, <laughs> I would love to work for... Vito Colleone I feel like give him some loyalty he'd he'd set you up (laughs) yeah well talking about greatest sequels (laughs) my next two movies are actually both sequels Um, for my number 22 it's actually the third in a trilogy with a fourth movie that we choose not to believe in from 2010, Toy Story 3. Okay. I think it's one of the best third movies. When you were saying this, I'm like, okay, it's not this. It's not this. Fourth (laughs) movie is like Indiana Jones. (laughs) Like with like the fourth one being bad and all this stuff. Okay. Toy Story 3. Totally justified yeah what a finale it's one of those where i'm sure i've said it before where it's like i don't know do i just love the ending but then you watch it's like no it is actually good from beginning to end 
I don't feel like it has a lot of jokes and then you're watching it, it's like this is actually very funny like Ken is one of the greatest like he's a new character and for him to steal the show the way he does uh, I think is great Hi I'm Ken Barbie have we ever met uh-uh. I would have remembered <laughs> love your lake warmers nice ascot and this well this is where I live Ken's dream house. It has a disco, it's got a dune buggy, and a whole room just for trying on clothes. You have everything! Everything, except someone to share it with. <gasps> it's another, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Keaton. Right. Uh, I should write that down, actually. Find out how many Michael Keatons I have. Um, it's probably not as many as I think. It's probably three, <laughs> but it's uh, it is notable. Uh, waterworks every time. Um, always, well, not always, but usually at different times, depending on my mood. Uh, definitely in the theater when they're holding hands, heading toward the incinerator accepting their fate this is it i was like i can't believe it's this is happening <laughs> like i was just done and then completely justified or like perfect setup and save with the aliens the claw it's like fan service smeared all over this movie uh loving the first one so much and then that opening scene with like um all the throwbacks to Andy playing with uh, the toys, but you're seeing it in like this uh, realized vision with one-eyed Bart, and I brought my attack dog who eats for yeah. or all this. See, stuff. that's it. You know it, and I, when I saw it, I knew you knew it. But it's like I remember seeing that even with my uh, wonderful bride, and it's like. I know she's not registering how awesome this is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you realize what you're seeing? <laughs> it's like, it, it's like, and I'm like waiting for it. It's like, is he going to say like yeah. attack dog and built in force field? Like, are they just going to keep going with it or just have one reference? It's like, no, they just keep going with it. It's like, this is even better. Yeah. Well, I brought my dinosaur. Who eats force field dogs? Like that is <laughs> when it is Tom Hanks delivering the line. It's like amazing. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, I have the. I don't know if I've shown you that. I have the uh, evil Doctor Pork Chop ship. I maybe, but it's like have. a giant version of it. I forget. I think I found it like Value Village. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap!" What like, idiot got rid of this? <laughs> I know it's like it. It doesn't have all the stuff that came with it. Like it's a playset that opens up, but it's like I'm a third year old man. <laughs> I'm fine with it just sitting on a shelf, looking amazing, uh, and it does. But and uh, the thing is, also, it, I feel it's special because. Like, yes, they can upgrade, but, like, it looks so good. Yeah. Like, still now. Like, it's 10 years old now. That's where I think another thing with Toy Story 4 
I think they've upgraded too much (laughs) at that point where it's like, no, we got to push it. And it's like, you're adding too much detail that these toys wouldn't have. Like even in the first one, it's like, it is pretty detailed, even though you, there are like certain things that's like, don't look as good, but like some of the stuff like Buzz's arm flap, how there's the like made in Taiwan kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can see that is how it would look on a toy. And uh Yeah, toys are pretty plain. Yeah, I feel like before they go overboard. But I just Have you forward. seen the that trailer, by the way? Oh, for Buzz Lightyear or Lightyear or whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I figured yeah, I did watch it. I figured that's one of those things where it's like do I even send this to people? Because it's like everyone's seen this. <laughs> yeah. The same. Anyone that cares about this stuff sees this stuff. It's um, like sending Evan Batman info. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> he already knows. Yeah. I think it's funny that in the trailer, uh, Chris Evans, who's doing the voice for Buzz Lightyear, he says one word. I think, right. and I forget what it is. Uh, it's just like right at the end. I think someone's gonna Chris say, Evans is, yeah. Okay, so um, it's at least it's not Chris Pratt. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. anything against him, but it's just like he can't voice everything, and that's okay. That explains because I saw like a meme of like Captain America and a shield, and yeah, because I didn't even register. Yeah, the shot from the first what? Avengers when he sees the new suit but yeah uh so the concept for those that don't know it's a buzz lightyear movie but it's about the astronaut that the toy is based off and i was about to write a reply because i saw in our group chat trevor just sent that trailer i don't think this makes sense i kind of like the concept that it's like oh this is the guy it's based off of but there is a line in the first one on the commercial for the Buzz Lightyear toy. It's like, uh, how do they say it? It's like, he was the world's greatest action hero. Or it says something yeah. about like being an action hero. And it's like, so this is obviously a show. It's talking about he was a show. Now he's a toy. Like right. that's what I'm getting from that commercial. So I don't really get, like they would say, once the greatest astronaut or something like that like it doesn't it doesn't set this up as a real world thing so unless the movie is not actually supposed to be in the toy story universe there was an actual astronaut and then maybe it's like this is what the show was depending on how they do it i don't know um i kind of got the sense that it's supposed to be like a real life thing but i i would hope like being Pixar, they would probably like have Easter eggs and everyone wants to connect all the movies perfectly and all this stuff. Like years ago, there was that picture. I think I had it as my profile picture of like the guy, like a realistic human being dressed up in a space. And it's like, they are doing what I wanted. (laughs) Like that is like, I wish that this is just, purely pretend Buzz Lightyear is a real universe and ignore like I don't want any 
Toy Story references. Like, I feel yeah. like you could, like, have a whole fighting. Other than, like, the things that he might say. No, he, 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 he can say stuff and he can fight Zerg and, yeah. like, anything in the video games and, like, kind of stuff that's referenced in, like, the actual movies that we know of, like, Buzz Lightyear canon. <laughs> Put that in there. That's yeah. fine. But treat this universe as if these things are real. Like, I don't want it to be, like, some meta thing later on. That, oh, like, at the end of a Lego movie or whatever. Or, like, at the end of this movie, is it like, oh, this was a TV show or something. Like, I don't want... I yeah. want this treated like you could do a cool Space Ranger movie. <laughs> yeah. And they did have a cartoon show for a while of, like... Yeah. Um, Space Rangers, and there's like a bunch of them or whatever. Or Buzz Lightyear Star Command, I think is what it's called. But I didn't really watch that. But uh, yeah, if it's something like that, I'm fine with it. But the way I read um, something written up about it, it's like, it didn't seem to make sense. But I I think they will do a good job with it. Um, Especially, yeah, if they keep it unique. Um. Yeah, it's Pixar. They Try do. to make it its own thing is, yeah. I think, the key to making it good and lasting and not just, like, some stupid cash grab thing. It's like, no, make it actually good by itself on its own merits that you could watch this movie without seeing Toy Story, for instance, and it's still being good, then it'll be yeah. awesome. Yeah. But uh, Toy Story 3 is incredible. Um, the perfect ending to a trilogy. Yeah, it's it awesome. Just, it makes me hate the fourth one more. Um, yeah. Yeah, talking is, about cash grabs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, my number 22... From 1972. The Godfather. (laughs) Uh, When I was doing this list, I always had these right beside each other. And I could be persuaded. I'm not locked down on which one's better. But I think I do. I've seen the first one more. I think I like the first one more. Uh... Because it has Vito so much in it and Michael also, but like there's, yeah. So, yeah, the first one, the music, the whole long beginning wedding thing, and the like, isn't that how, uh, like, tragedies you start with a wedding? And end with a funeral, and then comedies like start with funerals and end with a wedding, type of thing. That's like a tradition in like Shakespeare or storytelling or something like that. So like the fact that it starts with a wedding, and ends with all these murders, and I love that in Revenge of the Sith, it, there's like a tribute to the Godfather 
where he's all the Jedi are getting killed. That's kind of supposed to be like the Godfather, and it's so pathetic. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Oh yeah, have told you that. <laughs> yeah, well, but like that's the thing. I like guess. he's wiping out all his enemies, right? Yeah, and it's just like, oh my goodness. And like George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola are friends, and it's like. <laughs> you copied my masterpiece and produced this garbage. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so funny. But I love that that exists because it's just like, it's it just the difference uh, alone. But yeah, Godfather, gangsters. I love the like weird morality of it where he's just like, we don't sell drugs to children. And stuff like that. And, uh, like, they have these rules and, like, uh, all, like, at the beginning, the speech or the guy asking for a favor and, like, well, your daughter's still alive. And it's just, like, they're getting into deep philosophical justice (laughs) stuff. And... The different brothers, I think, is a great dynamic. And, yeah, like, yeah, I'm just a rambling nutcase. The Godfather is amazing. It's so much fun. It is one of those where you hear so much about it, and then you finally put it on, and it's like, okay, yes, it is amazing. Yeah. Whereas other things, it's like, yeah, that is fine. But it's like, no, this is amazing. Deserves to be quoted, like you've got mail. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, floating around my one hundred because it's like this. I'm sure, like you said, with the second one is on so many lists. It's like <laughs> right. I feel like because it's such a great movie, it should be on my list. But I've seen it like two, maybe three times total and it's like I do like it a lot I don't think I can say it's a favorite but it is definitely like I saw it late but it's like I completely get it it is amazing Uh, I'm on board like I'll watch it a lot I think I've watched the commentary three times (laughs) (laughs) Francis Ford Coppola does the commentaries it's awesome yeah no, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've been tempted to read the book a couple times. So, but uh, that's a funny... That's, uh, there's a couple books. I meant to read... I bought True Grit. It's only like 10 bucks paperback. I still haven't read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's we're funny, We're flying. Actually. It's only two hours, but we're just <laughs> flying. I think also the passion... Of just like, we're, there's a lot of these. We've done episodes, or like yeah. Robin Hood. You say it, where like that's almost like one answer. But then also just like, yeah, we're not dragging it out either. Where it's just like, yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Boom, boom, boom. Don't have to uh, juice it. Yeah, I was just gonna juice a little with. Uh... <laughs> saying uh, how I had Ocean's Eleven, which has Scott Con, and then Godfather has James Con. 
Mm-hmm. But then also, I forgot you had mentioned True Grit and Matt Damon is in both of those. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's yeah. other connections, but uh, it's interesting. Now, yeah. I, I was I would... laughing as you're talking about Godfather because my next one is like <laughs> the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've already hit that with, uh, what to call it, Greatest Showman. (laughs) Greatest Showman will appear on other people's lists. This movie (laughs) will not. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Unless you had something else to add about Godfather. No, my only only thing, but like how much Al Pacino has changed. If you show a yeah. picture of Al Pacino now, and it's like that's him then, it's like, really, like, yeah. And also, even like his voice. People, yeah, I was gonna say people doing impressions. Like so, I, you, you can hear those impressions. Like people are always like doing the like, yeah. yeah, and like all these like craziness. But then it's like you watch Godfather, and he's nothing like that. Like he's yeah. just really quiet. <laughs> yeah. Like a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And like, even when he yells, like in the second one, it's like, uh, yeah, like there's a big difference between Godfather and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's or not even that like it's heat. Not, like that's '90s still. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. What's your crazy? So is this your number? 21. Oh, last one. Yeah. You're correct. We flew through these. <laughs> we flew through. A lot we have talked about, but uh, Yeah. This one, I feel like I've brought it up on an episode. You have not seen it. Like I said, it is a sequel. This is my fifth from the 90s, from 1996. A very Brady sequel. Here's the story. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I watched this two weeks ago, and holy crap, do I love this movie. It is so good. Um, Although, reading reviews, I seem to be one of the only people that thinks so. But uh, I know I used to watch it with um, my friend Aaron, who's been on the show. So it's like, even him, I know he likes it. We enjoyed it together. I don't know that it would be on his top 100 because he has a little bit more uh, sophistication. With yes. <laughs> like he would definitely have probably both Godfather movies. I say, nope, I want a very Brady sequel to my 21. You are a confident man. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but I do have a ton of comedies. Uh, you've We're almost done, so... Uh, I'm sure you kind of get that gist, but uh, mm-hmm. it is a large yeah, chunk. We're 80%. I never thought we'd get here. I thought I'd be dead by now. <laughs> so um, the one person that does agree with me or did was Gene Siskel, who uh, his quote is on the DVD case saying the rare occasion that it uh, – I don't know if he says it surpasses the first one or at least lives up to, but I 100% believe this is superior to the first 
Brady Bunch movie, which... So we shouldn't expect the first one to be coming up on your list. No. I I would almost go so far to say that I don't even really like the first one. Oh. Because I think I saw this one first, the sequel, and maybe it's like if you saw the other one first and then saw the sequel, if you liked the first one, maybe you'd be let down by the sequel, but the first one is so... Um, like 90s heavy right. and focusing on the other people reacting to the Brady's and it's not uh, it does not hold up well like watching it now I it is more a 90s time capsule than it is a Brady uh, like 70s time capsule and the sequel is like these are the Brady's and we're just with them and they're some people do interact with them, but it's never like, aren't they crazy that they still act like it's the seventies. It's very like things just played straight, but are funny and referencing the show, which I never even watched. So it's just that I think speaks to the strength of this movie that I'm not even a Brady fan, but to me, all these jokes and references, like I still get a lot of them. Um, but the big thing is the performances. And I've said it with other ones and uh, I have it above Dumb and Dumber. So that wow, I've already that said. Is, that's a move. This, uh, this is that's one of those cases move. where it's like, I probably have it so high because I am the only one that will have it. And it's like, no, I need to put my foot down. I love this the, movie and no one else this does, is your, so I love it even more. Yeah, this is your nothing but trouble. <laughs> this is way better than nothing but trouble. Uh, right, but no one else likes it. <laughs> yeah. I was Everyone just looking should, it up though. online. It's not on Blu-ray, but it's only $8 on uh or sixteen dollars for the the two pack for both. I mean, but I don't like two packs. Yeah, I mean, at least with that, it's two movies. There's not a third. They do go together. It's the same actors. Um, there's at least that sequel cred. <laughs> yeah, where, like they're um, these are they're tight canon. The Brady. Yeah, canon. yeah, the Brady canon in these movies is pretty tight. But yeah, the performances. Of specifically Jan, Marsha, Greg, Mike, and Carol Brady. All of them are just top-notch, amazing performances. The line delivery, they may not be funny lines, but just the way that they're delivered sells it. And I laugh out loud. I probably don't laugh as hard as I've talked about MacGruber, but I laugh very frequently and um, I just appreciate it so much. <laughs> and I, so I think I brought this up the last time, how there was a joke stolen in Bridesmaids. Oh, um, yeah. So there's a, a subplot. Jan is, has made up a boyfriend to seem cool for... Marsha or whatever and his name is George Glass which she 
she's just kind of making up on the spot and she sees a glass of orange juice. She's like, George, Tropicana. <laughs> He's like, oh, is he Cuban? And then they put, they drink the glass and then put it down and it's empty. And then she says, George Glass. And then in Bridesmaids, she makes up a George Glass as well. So after accusing Bridesmaids of stealing that from this, that is actually from the show, The Brady Bunch. So that is a plot that they lifted from the actual show that Jan makes up a George Glass as her fake boyfriend. So it's like, that's actually incredible because a lot of the plots um, or the little things that they kind of sprinkle throughout, it's like, oh, I guess, yeah, that sounds like that would be some stupid Right plot from the show, but it's like that one actually plays pretty good because it's throughout it where she's doing these things to try and convince them that he's real. Um, which so actually, the bridesmaid writers might have done it as a tribute to the TV show. Yeah, that's probably it's more so. Yeah, it's uh, or even yeah, just whatever Kristen Wiig's character watched the Brady Bunch and then that's how she came up with that idea and she uses the name. So that's my now headcanon for that scenario. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I want to pump this movie up because people need to watch it. It is hilarious just in the like, not dryness, but just how straightforward or straight the performances are which make the lines more funny. And then there are so many sexual innuendos that are just played so innocently, but like are just very blatant (laughs) for the audience. And it is amazing. Uh, And there's some that I like, I'm still picking up on all these years later. Uh, I wrote one down because it was so good. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even, I don't even remember this. So they're going to uh, renew their vows. And so Mike's in the backyard planning the wedding. So Alice says, still planning for the wedding ceremony? Mike says, that's right. I thought the organ would go over there. And then Alice says, if things don't straighten out, Mrs. Brady may never see that organ again. (laughs) And she's talking about his dick. But, uh, yeah, the plot is uh, her, a man shows up claiming to be her former husband who was presumed dead. And so this guy shows up and there's, so it's like, oh, do I return to this guy or stay with Mike Brady? So that's kind of the set up it's obvious from the start that he's not really the, the oh he's, you don't say he's oh. a bad guy um it is amazing um i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you love it i i couldn't push it into that top 20 i do have another similar to this just like I think it has a bit more credibility, the other one that I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, this one, it's it's got to be on the list. But it was probably lower, and I bumped it up after watching it again. And there's so many things in it that are hilarious, and I don't understand how people could not like it. Um, 
Or I don't know. I guess I can understand that people wouldn't, but they're in the wrong mindset if they're watching this and thinking that it's dumb. It is intentionally dumb. That's the thing. You just have to... You got to get the subtle nuances of the performances and just... uh, They nail it. Get hit, Marsha. I'm a man now, which means I get to have my own pad. Get with the times, Greg. There's a new thing called women's lib. It means women get everything they want. Awesome. I've seen the first one. I want. I, I, I'm. I'm gonna try to watch everything. Your top 100, so mm-hmm. I can judge you. Uh, good. I like it. I'll have to borrow that one. I don't know if I want to buy it. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I have a bit of an agenda with my next one. Last week, my 31 was Return of the Jedi. This, my number 21, is 1977 Star Wars, period, full stop, Star Wars. The original, they used to just call it Star Wars. Yeah. Before everything else. It's what it's listed as on Letterboxd. Right. Star Wars. Just Star Wars. Before... It got all corporate and involved. The original Star Wars. Uh, I think I saw it for the first time for my birthday in theaters, special edition time in the 90s. And good friend Colin Gug had seen it earlier told me all about it and it feels uniquely special in that way where it's like I got to see Star Wars for the first time in theaters granted it's a special edition but that was my first time either way and then it's like I don't even know what happened and I feel like this and Lord of the Rings is the same thing where it's like, I distinctly remember seeing the Fellowship of the Ring trailer when I saw the movie 13 Days, the Cuban Missile Crisis movie, and seeing that trailer, and I was like, okay. And then, like, what happened from that point to just, like, in 1999, seeing... Uh, so, Special Editions came out in 1996, I think. What happened? From 1996 to 1999, I consumed those originals like nothing else that I became an insane Star Wars fan like the rest of the world with those yeah. special editions and all that stuff. Like that, everyone, lots of people I knew had like that black box, those original VHSs with the cool blue, purple, I think red. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, I went from a 10-year-old boy peripherally knowing Star Wars and then by 13, 14, it's like I'm not insane trivia master where it's like all that kind of stuff. It's like I know these movies and can quote these movies just like anyone else all of a sudden. So, yeah, Star Wars, original, 
Yeah, that's it is the king of like the build up. It's the ultimate build up. Start off with a bang and then slow it right so slow that we're watching these two <laughs> droids in a desert. Yeah. And then we're gonna get back to friggin' blowing up the Death Star at the end. Like it is I don't know if there's any movie else anywhere that is like the ultimate build up like that to such a low low point to such a high high <laughs> like it's like we are going from nothing like you're literally in the desert with these this one specifically idiot droid it's like has no idea what's going on and then we're gonna destroy the death star by the end of this movie like it's yeah. awesome yeah, there, it's undeniable, and it also, like, when you haven't watched them in so long, it makes you angry. <laughs> Not normal people, but psychos like me, it makes angry, <laughs> where it's like, these are so good. How can we even pretend that anything else that has Star Wars in the title is anywhere close to these original movies? It's like, let's not, let's stop pretending, like, that this is anything like yeah. they don't even resemble them. Yeah, I mean, we've talked. What about can it. you say? <clears throat> but what uh, can you say? What can you say? They're awesome, and the original Empire will be coming up. Spoiler, that is my favorite one. But uh, I did the Godfather. I thought about doing just the three of them in order, but then it's like, nah. I think there are movies in between. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know if I have anything <clears throat> back-to-back related like that. I feel like you've had that a I feel the times. Godfather one is just, like, so right on. Yeah, but, like, you also did that with Jackie Brown and, and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not that yeah, they're those, like directly related. Yeah. Um, but those, yeah, for sure. These, like, there's 10 movies in between them. But, yeah. Right. But still. Uh, well, yeah, I just mean uh, the number wise. I feel it's a nice way to end the list, also. Another space movie. So, yeah, I had Star Wars, Alien, and Independence Day <laughs> as my space movies this week. Uh, yeah, no one left Earth online. No. And, yeah, kind of a, I was going to say a lot of comedies, but not really. Um, two straight-up comedies, and then, like, a Western, uh, <laughs> two, like, hard action cartoons. It's all over the place. Uh, and I love them all. So yeah, we only have two, two more of these to to get yeah, through. Yeah, they're getting juicy now. Oh man, and I know that you said in your top ten we haven't uh, done full episodes on a lot of them. I feel like mine. Now yeah, I'll look. Yeah, I think we've only done one.
So, yeah. Well, next week. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, yeah, I do. I was going to say, I have ones that you've already mentioned. I have one, two, three, four, four that you've already mentioned. So, yeah, the overlap. I'm still surprised we haven't landed on one being in the same number and even, like, two being in the same week. It's like, been rare. We, yeah. We had more at the beginning. Like, we just had Robin Hood. And it yeah. was, what number did you have that at? I think 24. So it was, like, five. Yeah, that's pretty close. Of, yeah. That is pretty close. So, I don't know. We, we I, may I never get a match. <laughs> I I think there's a good chance that we might not. Because <laughs> there's stuff that, like, yeah, Beauty and the Beast is on, like, things that are obvious that you've said that are on. That it's just like, yeah, where, where are they going to land? It will be interesting. Only 20 more to go. And, yeah. Like, there's... Here, here I'm going to do a list right now. I'm going to count of my next 20 movies that I know that you will not have on there. Thirteen to fourteen, I know a hundred percent you will not have. Period. So we're there's only six. I movies. count nine out of twenty that I'm pretty sure you won't. I don't know if it'd be right. more. Like there's some here that I'm saying, like you've already. Said. I've already said them. So, so then yeah. it's like you're not. So it's not that you don't like the movie. Yeah. But it's just like yeah, you're not. Uh, yeah. Well, Beauty and the Beast. We're that's not going. That's we're not. That's, that's not going to run into each other because you've already said it. So you what? What did you say? Thirteen. I said thirteen or fourteen. It all and depends then, on. There's and one. Then that's I count a nine that you will not have. So between the two, like fifty percent are the same. Pretty much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Close to. So. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be crazy. It's going to get nuts, listeners. We're glad you've come on this journey, and we will do it again in the next 10 years. Yeah, thanks for listening. This I don't know, is this the shortest one of these that we've <laughs> done yet? Yeah, it's not Possibly. even two and a half hours, and we had we, preamble, too. We, we could riff for a little longer, <laughs> string them along. Yeah. But we won't. So thank you for listening and come back next week for more. And a one and a two and a three. Hit it.